Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. I'm Jennifer Ross. And today we're talking about the day fashion died on South Beach. Dun, dun, dun. With the death of a <laughs> controversial and cutting edge designer. Why is he controversial? Uh, a couple of reasons. We're okay, talking. we'll get into that. But he's Italian, and he's one of my favorite designers, and I wear his perfume. I Yes, you had me sniff your scrunchie, and it smells like Versace. Versace Bright Crystal. It's wonderful. I love it. It comes in a pink bottle. Well, it's a clear bottle, but the perfume's pink. Oh, really? So Gianni Versace... He designed the dress, the safety pin dress that Rachel Hurley rocked with Hugh Grant at the opening of Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yes. He inspired the menswear on Miami Vice. Did he really? Yes. Didn't realize that one. Okay. He is an Italian, as you said, Italian fashion designer, founder of Versace, international fashion house, and they do produce accessories, fragrances. Expensive things. Makeup. Home furnishings. Really? See, now the home furnishings I didn't know about. Yeah, I have. I bought two little um, square. Uh, had the Versace insignia, the Medusa. Right. On a little square porcelain dishes. What that cost you? Yeah. I'm afraid to ask. Uh, <laughs> Too much money. Uh, clothes, and also he became known for his party-like runway shows. He created the supermodel. He did. Yep. And soon after, other designers followed suit, and Versace was one of the first to move away from having rich socialites in the front row of fashion shows. I didn't realize that. Instead, he put stars and personal friends. Oh, there you go. It would be Eric Clapton, Princess Diana, uh, Naomi Campbell would walk for him, Duran Duran, Kate Moss, Madonna, Elton John, Cher, Sting, Tupac, Notorious B.I.G., those two are dead, many other celebrities. But it just made it interesting at his shows. It was very fun. And he brought vitality and art to the industry. He's considered more in touch with the street culture. Okay. You know, because the industry was not. It was like kind of... Well, you ever go, you ever watch like Fashion Week and the, you see some of those, you know, runway models. Number one, they're six feet tall and they weigh 98 pounds if you're lucky. Here's an M&M, eat one. Yeah, but if, if you see what they wear, you're thinking, who the heck's going to wear that anywhere? And it's not, you know, it's just, it's kind of like the trendsetter and then they take that you know, fashion on that model, and then they downplay it to whatever hits the stores. Yeah, exactly. And he's remember the uh, the the safety pin dress is called that dress. And then after his death, Donatella, his sister, took over, and the other that dress was the green one, cut down to there and up to here that J Lo wore. Oh, that's at right. The Grammys mm-hmm. in two thousand. So, the the house of Versace is known for quote-unquote, cutting-edge designs. And their mom was a dressmaker, and Gianni was raised watching her work on designs in her boutique. Now, did you watch the Versace miniseries that was on, I think it was HBO? They were going to touch on that because there's, they took some liberties. And okay. With the, and the beauty of this podcast is going to, we're going to delve into things that you don't know that were not on any of these made-for-TV movies and the basically interesting little factoids that you never knew about his death on South Beach. Okay. Yeah. That's why we're doing it, because everyone pretty much knows that he died uh, being shot in the back of the head yeah. by Andrew Kananen on the steps in front of his mansion there on South Beach. Right. But there's some things you don't know, and that's why we're doing this. But here's a little uh, tidbit from Gianni Versace himself from 1984. It was an interview he did with Charlie Rose. It's kind of prophetic. Fashion to me, born and die every day. Fashion to me, born and die every day. Wow. Prophetic. Yeah, it is. Because he died on July 15th, 1997. He was 50 years old, 
And he also said this. The thing I want to be remember is what I will do tomorrow. What, well, no wow. tomorrow for you. I didn't realize he was only 50 years old. Yes. And he was young. So fashion died in South Beach and around the world when Versace died in that brutal execution-style shooting on South Beach. He was, again, double-tapped in the head and then the blood running down the coral steps in front of his mansion. We have photos of that. Um, And we actually heard the call at Metro coming in over the police scanner. Really? Yes. It said shooting at 1116 Ocean Drive. And we all said aloud, that's Gianni Versace's house. So we broke the story. We recognized the address. And right after that, on the steps of, they knew who did it. And on the the steps of the mansion, which is Casa Casarina, Mm -hmm. uh, this is the police chief. Hundreds of leads are, in fact, being traced as we speak. Across the globe, Andrew Cunanan is, in fact, a marked man. Yeah, they knew right away, but why did it take them so long to catch him? They didn't actually catch him. Eight days later, they found found him, him. but we'll get into that. So hours after his shooting, authorities identified Cunanan as the prime suspect. And the news of, of course, Versace's murder and the hunt for Cunanan was televised all around the world. Um, And you might recall his funerals. You had Lady Di there. When Lady Di heard about this, she actually asked one of her people that, you know, worked with her in the palace. Right. Am I next? She thought she was going to get gunned down, and she then died a month later, August 1997. Wow. Elton John at both funerals. She went to his funeral. So uh, it's just so... That's weird. Weird. That is weird. Yes. So Cunanan was 27, and he was on the FBI's 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list. He was a Filipino-American born in California in 1969. He turned into this brutal murderer. He just went on this murdering rampage. He was suspected of four other killings in Minnesota, Illinois, and New Jersey. And then he came to Miami to, get this, blend in. Oh, yeah, you blend. You blend in really well. Didn't it start with, and, and from, okay, and, and I'm going to go by what was done in the miniseries. He befriended all these very wealthy. Yes. Some were married. Yes. Married men who were all more or less closet gay guys. Yeah. And it was started, actually the killing spree began in April 1997. So ending with the death of Versace in July. So three so three months, like he, three or four months. They were saying that he was trying to kill off his past. Really? Yeah. So he went and anybody he had a relationship with he killed who had money? That, too. And there was speculation that he was trying to kill people who gave him HIV. But autopsy on him, yes, he died. We'll tell you how that happened. But he didn't have HIV. Strange. Interesting. Weird, right? So he used a hammer to fatally beat Jeffrey Trail. He's a 28-year-old former naval officer that he knew in Minneapolis. And for reasons that remain unclear, he killed him. In fact, his body was found that weekend had been beaten to death with a claw hammer, beaten about the head 27 times. Oh, my God. This guy was just, he was a nutcase and personified. He, he was in actually spending the weekend in Cunanan's friend's apartment, Madsen, who then... So Dave, that was David Madsen, I remember, because yeah, in the series... David Madsen. David Madsen, I think one of them warns the other one about Cunanan. Right, well... Trail's dead, and he takes his forty caliber Taurus semi-automatic handgun. Right. It was it was it was Jeffrey Trail who warned David Madsen, this Cunanan friend of yours, he's crazy. 
and he's going to, you can't, he was staying in Matson's apartment. He was like, you can't stay here. You can't let him stay here. And that's why Jeffrey Trail got killed. Because, beat, beat around the head yeah. and face with the hammer. And then he rolled him up in a rug. Yes. And left him there. Right. It was horrible. And so then he took his gun. Now, the, I don't know uh, this type of gun, a 40 caliber Taurus semi-automatic handgun. Yeah, I believe it's the gun he ended up using on everybody and including himself. Uh, and a case of hollow point bullets. Wow. And days later, Cunanan shot and killed his former lover, David Madsen, with Trail's gun. Right. He shot him three times in the head with Trail's gun and then dumped the body near a lake in Minnesota. Lovely. Nice guy. Yeah. Then, okay, so that's April. May, Cunanan repeatedly stabbed Lee Miglin. Now, he's the 72-year-old Chicago real estate developer, wealthy businessman. He stabbed him and he slit his throat. Then he ransacked his mansion, and he took his prized coin collection, fled to Chicago in Miglin's car, and so he had the coins. He had to actually pawn one of the coins in Miami when he got there, and that's how they found him. I was going to say, how do you leave the prized coin collection and not get caught? Yeah, he okay. did. Yeah. So he, uh, he fled to Chicago in Miglin's car, and he used the car's phone to make multiple calls, so the police were able to track him by triangulating the phone. Not a smart guy. He was pinging off several cell towers. It leaked to the press that they had tracked him as far as Philadelphia. He heard the news. He ripped the phone out of the car. And then when he got into Pennsville, New Jersey, he killed William Reese. He was a caretaker at a national cemetery. Oh, he did it so he could get his car. His it was truck. A truck. The 45-year-old caretaker, it was a red truck he left behind Miglin's car. So that's when he headed to Miami to, oh, yeah, you blend, blend in. But, you know, it was, there, was there speculation that he went to Miami because Gianni Versace was there? The only connection in these made-for-TV movies, they come up with that he had a date with Gianni Versace. They went to one, because Gianni Versace designed clothes for for plays and for movies. Right. And he had him at a play and they were talking intimately on stage after a play. But there was really no proof that they had a relationship. There was one discussion where Gianni pointed at Cunanan and he said to him, I know you from my lake house in Lake Cuomo. You were at my party. And then wow. Cunanan just attached to that and felt like he was a superstar because Gianni Versace recognized him. And it's not even clear if he was ever at a party on Lake Cuomo at Versace's house. Yeah, but it seems that, you know, that, that he, he didn't, you know, target Versace at random. Well, they also speculate that he wanted, we still don't know to this day, 20 years later, why, but they also speculate that he wanted to become world-renowned. Oh, so kill somebody famous. And now we remember. And he, and he knew that Versace lived in Miami Beach or in South Beach. Yes, and we're going to get into his method of operation because Versace, you know, he did not have any guards. He he walked around freely on South Beach. Well, you know, I, I had friends who, who, who frequent there and they say you would see him at this one place having breakfast. The News or, Cafe. Okay, or having coffee all yep. the time. Yeah, that he every would just morning walk in. at 8 o'clock. So he was like every morning like clockwork he would be there. So... Three days before Gianni Versace's murder, an employee at the Miami Sandwich Shop called police saying they recognized Cunanan from America's Most Wanted. So he's on the FBI's Most Wanted list, and they profiled him on America's Most Wanted. So police told him to try and stall Cunanan, the person that called in. Right. But Cunanan left before Miami Beach police could get there, and they missed him by three minutes. Wow. 
he was staying. See, what happened was he was desperate for money, as I told you. He went to a Miami pawn shop. He sold a gold coin and he, that he stole from Lee Miglin. And then with the receipt in the pawn shop, he wrote his full name, date of birth, signature, dummy. I remember this. And according to Florida law, a person must be fingerprinted and show ID when pawning an item. So he did that. Wow. And he also wrote the address of Normandy Beach Hotel where he was staying at the time. And he stayed in three different rooms. So they had to investigate three different rooms and they missed him by about three minutes. Wow. Oh. You know, can you imagine? No, I can't. So Gianni Versace, they feasibly, the Miami Beach police or the Miami Dade, whoever it was, they could have found him long before he shot yeah, Gianni yeah. Versace. I mean, they... Did I mean, anybody warn Gianni Versace that this guy was even in town? No. Or did anybody even know that he was there to kill somebody? No. No. They knew okay. he was. He had killed four people prior. Um, wow. Or was it three people? Yeah. So how did the hit on Versace go down on Ocean Drive in broad daylight that morning of July 15th, 1997? Versace, as you said, walked outside of his mansion to purchase newspapers, and he also purchased a Vogue magazine for $12.00. Wanted to see the fashion at the News Cafe. Have you ever been there? No. It's lovely. I You sit outside and you can drink coffee and you look at the ocean. You look at the people walking by. When you go on Ocean Drive and on South Beach, it's not a really long strip. of You know, it's, it's a bunch of clubs and places to party and stuff. But it's not maybe a mile at the most. Okay. And the, his mansion is on the end, is on the north end. Okay, and, and all the clubs are on the south end. Right, and he walks south to the news cafe. It's a famous local newsstand along South Beach, as I said, on storied Ocean Drive. And each morning he'd wake up early and walk down the sidewalk along Ocean Drive to the news cafe. And as I said, he bought newspapers and a Vogue. And then he sat down, had a cup of coffee, and then he walked back to the mansion. So he had a routine that Cunanan must have picked up on because he's been there for three, four days. And he's probably watching him. Right. Okay. So Versace was shot in the front steps of Casa Casarina. And as I said, that's at 1116 Ocean Drive. And the coral steps, they build with the coral. And that's what the steps were. So the blood kind of like seeped in. Seeped in. He actually shot him twice in the head. And according to one of the sergeants, uh, one of the lead investigators with Miami Beach Police, he says one shot hit him in the left side of the face and the other shot hit him in the right side of his neck as he was going down. And he was lying down, face up, bleeding on the steps. And then one witness tried to run after Cunanan, but he stopped because Cunanan turned around and pointed the gun at him. Wow. See, now, in that miniseries at HBO or wherever it was, that's exactly how they portrayed it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. That's wow. true. That's true. Uh, police located William Reese's truck. So right after the shooting, they find the truck, the red truck. Remember, he killed the guy that in the cemetery. Cunanan is stolen, right. Yes, he was living out of it in a nearby garage. The car door was open, the truck door was open, and Cunanan's identification spilled out on the ground. Wow. This made it very easy. So it was another load of evidence for them. Few of the coins were left from Miglin's murder. There were clothes of Cunanan's, and also he had changed his clothing and disappeared after that. So they had evidence, so that it was they could link it okay so now they know he's there they know it's him and they know he doesn't have transportation unless of course he steals another vehicle right yes so Cunanan he was highly intelligent I didn't know this and very dangerous obviously he desired a life of luxury so as you said he would hook himself to well most of the in at least in everything I've read about the guy or have watched about the guy he always affiliated himself with someone who was extremely wealthy traditionally a guy who was married in a closet gay guy who so that talk, way right. he could he could shut him up by paying him off 
you know, here, don't tell my wife, don't tell my kids, here's $10,000, here's five grand, go buy yourself a, you know, a motorcycle, go buy yourself a new outfit, go get an apartment. He had one guy, had him set up in his house. That's right. So, California native, he was born in California in 1969, he spoke two languages, Uh, he dropped out of college and funded his lifestyle thanks to the relationships with older, wealthier gay men, and FBI, they believe that in addition to working odd jobs, he was also a prostitute. Ah, Mm-hmm. Okay. So eight days after Versace's death, this is interesting, a caretaker for a houseboat. This is right in front of the Fountain Blue Hotel. Wow. The Fountain Blue. I didn't realize it was in front of the Fountain Blue because I remember yeah. he moved into that houseboat and took it over. Yes. So the caretaker called police. He said he found evidence of somebody inside the boat. So when police entered, they had to walk up the steps. It was a two-story houseboat. Wow. Can you imagine how creepy that is and so there's been an all-out bolo for andrew conan for eight days after versace's murder this guy's on the run so eight days into it this caretaker of this boat calls and says there's something not right on this houseboat well he said he entered the houseboat and a shot rang out so oh, he fled and he he called the cops and it was the break they needed so when they came they climbed the steps and they found Cunanan his body lying on the bed with a gunshot wound consistent with someone who had shot themselves in the mouth Wow. So he, he knew his day, it was all over at that point. He, he also committed suicide using the same gun he used to shoot Versace. Wow. That's kind of creepy, huh? Yeah. I, I, I always get upset when these people commit suicide because then you never, they're, they're for, and, and that's, that's an outsider saying this, that you never get to understand why they did what we they did. We still don't did. know. We don't know. You know. And these families get no answers either. Well, his glasses, Cunanan's glasses, were on the table next to the bed, and police found newspapers that chronicled the Versace murder nearby, so they knew they had their guy. Here's one South Beach resident's reaction to Cunanan's suicide, like you were saying. I'm glad we have a killer that's no longer killing, and how this thing might have been prevented, and uh, the 18 murders we had in Dade County last week, and whether or not this hate and violence is going to continue, or we're going to deal with the love and beauty of Versace, and we have to make a major decision. The world's watching us. Wow, that was profound. Yeah, the world's watching us, and they were. It was a major, major story. Well, you killed Johnny Versace. It wasn't like, you know, you killed... Right in broad daylight. Yeah, you walk up to him in front of his house. You know, and, and let's be honest, Versace made South Beach. He did. When he moved there and bought his little mansion, which wasn't so little, but when he moved there, he changed the landscape of everything. Have you ever been to Versace South Beach Manson Casarina? I've, I've only seen pictures of it, no. I've been there. Uh, the pool has the tile work of his insignia. Oh, really? It's super cool. It's the Medusa head. Right. It's just, it's an attention grabber. It's got black iron gates trimmed in gold. It's framed the Mediterranean style mansion now fitted with elaborate balconies. Um, and Donatella recalls the history of Versace moving to Miami Beach. It's really intriguing and it involves Donald Trump. Doesn't everything? Really? Yes. So she remembers walking through South Beach with her brother. They they were stopping in front of that rundown Amsterdam hotel, and he was passing through on his way to Cuba. Holy cow. And he asked a cab driver to show him something fancy and fun about South Beach. Ha. So they pulled up in front of the Amsterdam hotel, which was rundown. It was apartments at the time. And he stopped in front of the building and said, I want this house. Just like that. And I want this house. But it wasn't a house. It was literally an apartment building, and people were living in it. And so Donatello's like, how are you going to do that? Well, he did it. And so, and then he refurbished the whole thing. And I think now it's a restaurant, but they used to be able to 
spend the night there. I really? Think. Yeah. It's really beautiful. So the mansion became a landmark, not just an emblem of new celebrity status in South Beach, but he had lavish parties. He had Madonna, Princess Di, Elton John, J-Lo was there, frequently cited some of the biggest names who spent the night at Casa Casarina. And by the time the building went to auction in September of 2013, mm-hmm. the asking price was $75 million. <gasps> Whoa. Guess who wanted to buy it? Donald Trump. Yes. <laughs> None other than Donald Trump making a bid. He sent Eric Trump to the auction because Donald Trump was busy touring a golf project with Jack Nicholas. And then interesting. Also a local here. Uh, and the eventual winner is the VM South Beach LLC. It's a company whose principal owners are the Nakash family, owners of Jordash. Ah. Selling price $41.5 million. Here's why Donald didn't buy it. Because the market value in 2017, 23.4. Wow. He would never have paid twice what it was worth. No, no. They were asking $75 million. Well, it's because it was Gianni Versace's house. Yeah. You know, celebrity carries a, a big price tag sometimes, especially since there was a murder there. I mean, you, you had everything. It had intrigue. It had, you know, notoriety. It had fame. It had it had everything. Oh, yeah, the so panache. You, it just, the price just kept going up. Kept going up. up. Well, they paid $41 million. Wow. But what was interesting, uh, going back to Andrew Cunanan on um, the houseboat, they found a couple of other things about him. Mm-hmm. This was actually about two miles away from Versace's house where he was found shot dead. Uh, and the suicide ended, obviously, the high-profile manhunt. But they found uh, no suicide note, few belongings, surprisingly, um, his reputation for acquiring money and the expensive possessions from wealthy men didn't really kind of play over into his life. And they considered a few things to be of note, uh, except multiple tubes of hydrocortisone cream. So apparently he had a rash. <laughs> it was all the bugs that got to him, probably. Fairly extensive collection of fiction of C.S. Lewis. Really? At Clive Staples Lewis. He's a British writer and a lay theologian. He had, had academic positions in English literature Oxford and also in Cambridge, and he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. But Cunana was smart. Traditionally, serial killers are very bright. They say there's a very fine line between genius and insanity. So, well, there I'm you just go. Saying. So he said, "I'm glad he... I'm not really smart." No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you have shot a pig in the head. Uh, so Cunanan said he knew Versace because he recognized him at a party. He said that he had it like Cuomo. We, it's still unclear, actually, what Lake happened. Like Cuomo in Italy? So how did Andrew Cunanan, this is what I don't get, how did Andrew exactly. Cunanan get to Italy? Unless, of course, it was one of these other guys that he, you know, he stiffed for money and, and flew over there. I mean, Lake Cuomo, you're, if he's talking the Cuomo estate. George Clooney. Yeah, well, George Clooney's place is, yeah. is worth, you know, $50 million. Yeah. Gianni Versace's is worth $150 million. Right. It's like spectacular. Right. Lady Diana and Elton John attended his funeral in Milan. Then they had a, another service here in the United States at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. Wasn't it televised? It was a Part who's of who of the fashion world. Yeah. You had Anna Wintour, of course. Uh, she's the one from Vogue with the hair and the Devil glasses. Devil wears Prada. That's and what Devil it's about. Wears, and she wears a citrine necklace all the time. And Ralph Lauren. Am I saying that right? Or mm-hmm. is it Lauren? Ralph Lauren. Lauren. Uh, Calvin Klein. Mark Jacobs. They all turned out to bid farewell to Versace. Whitney Houston. Dead. John Bon Jovi. Elton John were among the performers at the memorial. Elton John was in Milan with Lady Di. And then he was at also the one in New York. Wow. It was a, that was a tough month for uh, Elton John. 
two of his best friends died. Yeah. Johnny Versace and then and the lady Diana. Exactly. It was wow. a really, really, 1997, the summer of 1997, it was horrible. So 20 years after the murder, Cunanan's motive still unclear. Uh, Cunanan and Versace did not know each other, according to People magazine, although they briefly met prior to his killing. And federal investigators believe that Cunanan had been targeting gay men, as I said. And uh, Versace had a longtime boyfriend, Italian model, designer Antonio DeMarco, or Domingo. He's uh, with him in that. D'Amico. Uh, he's with him in that uh, series on HBO. Yeah. And they made it out that Donatello hated the guy. Yeah. So Antonio D'Amico, he met Versace in 1982. They had a 15-year relationship until his murder. But at the time, he worked as a designer for Versace's sports line. Mm-hmm. And so Versace's will left D'Amico with a pension of 50 million lira a month for life. How much is a lira compared to a dollar? Well, I got to look because the lira doesn't exist anymore. It is now the euro. Okay, so euro to dollar. One euro That's is... That's right, the euro. Okay, so a euro is worth a dollar twelve as of today. So... Uh, t- but back then it existed. So what, back then the it would have been $29,000 a month. If... But it wasn't a euro back then. It wasn't. No, but it was a lira. But I can't go back to 25 years ago to figure out what the the currency rate is. That's why it's so low now when you do the math. Because the lira doesn't exist. It's the euro. So I I can't give you, without knowing much about the foreign exchange, I can't tell you what it is. But But it would have been a lot of money. I I would assume it's close to a dollar. Any foreign country I've ever been into with the exception of the peso to the the American dollar, the American dollar traditionally is worth less than whatever the currency is, okay? Uh, so, I, or close to it. Like the franc, when I was in France, it was the franc, it was close. When but now I was it's in, just a euro. Now it's a euro there's across. There's no pound, there's no franc, there's no lira. Yeah, so it's but all euro. But if Britain does Brexit, then they have the then pound Then they'll back. probably go back to the pound, yeah, and they'll get their own currency back. <laughs> Very confusing, and I'm it bummed me out because uh, I have not seen a euro, but the British currency used to be beautiful. The right, color the schemes were so yeah. beautiful. Oh, I, I would say it's it's worth more. I really? Mean, yeah. Oh, that's a lot of money. And the right to live in any of Versace's homes in Italy and the United States. However, since the properties that were left to Domenico in Gianni's will actually belonged to the company. The homes belonged to Versace's sister Donatella and brother Santo and his niece Allegra after his death. So after working out some agreements with the lawyers, D'Amico obtained a fraction of the pension and restricted right to live in Gianni's properties. And this is what Donatella said. She said, you know, my relationship with Antonio is exactly what it was when Gianni was alive. I respected him as the boyfriend of my brother, but I never liked him as a person. Yeah, I didn't like him at all. She tried to, she tried to keep him out of everything. And he was like, whoa, you know, I've been with your brother for all these years. This 15 was the deal. years. Yeah, this was the deal. And it's in his will. Yeah. She, in, the, in the, the series I watched, she made it rather difficult for the guy. We've heard that story before. Yeah, well, yes, we have, D'Amico, unfortunately. He now runs his own fashion company. So, um, oh, good for him. So we made it. Yeah. So, you know, the FBI profilers now believe that Cunanan wanted to be famous. That's why he shot and killed Versace on South Beach to cement his name in history. Across the globe, Andrew Cunanan is, in fact, a marked man. Yeah. He was known. He's known now. We're talking about him now in 2019. Jeez. So, remember Gianni Versace. He designed the dress, the safety pin dress that Rachel Hurley wore. And then Donatella designed the dress that J-Lo rocked. 
And the Donatella, the green one. The Donatella dress was much more early Versace, like a, a guy's Versace shirt. Right. It, it it resembled more of the the fabric you thought Versace was affiliated with. And they also based the Miami Vice characters on his designs. He had the linens and the bright colors and the white pants. I never knew that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because Versace always dressed in white and black. Yeah. Always. So he definitely had made his mark on South Beach. And when he got there and he saw that Hotel Amsterdam, he was like, I want to make this my house. And then and he, he, turned, did it. he turned it into a, it was a beautiful house. Can you imagine if Donald Trump bought that house? Wow. Well, Versace would have Mar-a-Lago Pally's. and there. So coming up next, speaking of, you know, Mar-a-Lago and Marjorie Merriweather Post. Right. She owned Mar-a-Lago. Yes. And she was at the Breakers. And next week we're going to talk about who burned the Breakers down. And you know who else was there when it burned down? No. The woman that was on the Titanic that lived, the unsinkable Molly, Molly Brown. Brown. <laughs> That's what the breakers would have burned. Off. Well, and and that's what that's what they said. They couldn't kill the woman. That's why they called her the unsinkable Molly Brown because she was one of the few survivors of the Titanic. It's the best story ever. Wow, you're gonna love it. All right. So that is it for this episode of Full Rigor. Thanks for joining us, and uh, go splash on some more Versace cologne. It smells lovely. My bright crystal eyeshadow. Want to buy me some? Because it's really expensive. <laughs> Ninety dollars a. <laughs> And that's when it's on sale. I already owe you 80 bucks, uh, so why okay. not? <laughs> Don't worry about See it. See you next week. <laughs>